Hi, everyone. Welcome to a video brought to you by the teams of JetRails and Collins Harper. Uh, I'm Robert Rand, a Magento 1 and 2 solution specialist with several years of experience uh, in overseeing Magento website projects. I'm here with Tom Pachalski representing the JetRails team, as well as Simon Chan and uh, Alex Pawlowski from the Collins Harper team. Um, gentlemen, let's uh, start off with some quick introductions. Uh, Simon? Well, thank you, Robert. Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, thanks for the uh, warm introduction. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Simon Chan. I'm VP of Business Development here at Collins Harper. And I have uh, joining me uh, from my team, Alex, who heads up project, uh, project management. Sorry. Thank you, uh, Alex. Uh, Alex Pawlowski here, Collins Harper, head of project management, a gazillion of years in payments, uh, all sorts of electronic payments and uh, cut present, cut not present um, projects with uh, Visa and a bunch of other partners. Rob? And Tom? Oh, yes. Uh, this is Tom. I'm Tom uh, with the JetRails team. Um, I have spent probably about five years working with clients and development partners just to, to make sure that uh, everything's moving in the right direction for, uh, for all parties. So I get kind of involved in, in a lot of the technical aspects and also um, a little bit on the sales side too. Awesome. And uh, Tom, can you tell us a little bit more about JetRails as well? Yeah, of course. So not to make this too long because this is supposed to be informational, but uh, JetRails, we provide uh, white glove, uh, fully managed hosting solutions. Uh, we do that on dedicated servers or on AWS. And I think probably um, the biggest thing, we specialize in uh, making sure to provide support, uh, the support that everyone might be lacking. So um, typically we will answer the phones within 10 seconds. We don't use any kind of automated uh, um, answering services and we like to be connected with our clients. So. Awesome. And, uh, you know, so with that, you're going to be hearing uh, on today's video, you know, a bit of a conversation about going from Magento 1 uh, and deciding when to go to Magento 2 and what that path looks like. Uh, we're thankful to have the Collins Harper team here with us uh, who are <laughs> helping merchants to do that day in and day out. Um, and so uh, some of the, the areas that we want to make sure to cover for you today um, are going to and dive into why um, folks are going uh, in the way that they're going from one to two, what that process looks like, what the benefits are, uh, and uh, talk maybe a little bit about some of the actual case studies around that. Um, so to dive right in, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the upcoming end of life dates uh, that are gonna affect Magento One merchants. Um, I, I'm certainly keeping an eye on uh, Magento's own uh, end of life for Magento One, which is going to come up in uh, June of 2020. Um, so that's going to be the the big date that everyone's watching for. Uh, you know, that's when you're going to stop getting security patches and software updates. That's when uh, you're going to really have to uh, you know be worried as a merchant uh, about the security and and the safety of your website um, and being sort of left. Uh, proverbially up, up a creek without a paddle. Um, what are some of the other dates that, that you gentlemen are seeing, uh, you know, merchants need to keep an eye on? And, and are there already some, uh, some things that are happening in the Magento One ecosystem uh, 
um, that merchants need to be addressing uh, if they're staying on Magenta One for the time being. And I think that those are excellent questions. Uh, I will uh, lean very hard on uh, Alex here to um, uh, provide some insight on that. Uh, certainly, um, what we've noticed is um, a lot of merchants, um, they have been, I guess um, you could say, um, they've been trying to defer, de delay, you know, as much as they, uh, they can, the migration, because uh, obviously, They've spent considerable amount of money on the um, development of uh, Magenta One, and uh, and uh, you know businesses uh, they're not in the business of updating websites. You know they they need the functional website to uh, to run a business. So, um, but uh, with that being said, Alex has um, has uh, seen a lot. Uh, he's he's uh, highly technical, um, and uh, yeah, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, well, Alex, <laughs> before you begin, Alex, I got a quick yeah, question too. That's part of that whole topic. So we get a lot of phone calls here um, with people that just need help, you know. And whenever I go and look at a, at these Magento installations, I'm noticing that. And by the way, these are relatively large installations. They're missing security patches. They're still on PHP five six. Um, you know, that was end of life last year, right? right, right, right. <laughs> We're 2019 now. What's going on with that? How can a, uh, how can these huge enterprise uh, businesses let that happen? Well, I, I've seen it. I've seen it all. You probably, Thomas, also. Um, I can tell you that we see it day in and day out. Um, first of all, M1 and M2. So Magento 1, I call it M1 for short. It's, uh, M2 is Magento 2. Completely different products. It's not like a Windows 98 and Windows XP. It's like M1 is DOS <laughs> and M2 is Windows 10. So what works um, for um, Magento 1 will not work on uh, Magento 2 unless there is a um, copy of this developed specifically for Magento 2. To answer your question, very good question, how do people get uh, stuck on Magento 1? So first of all, um, to uh, lead off from what Robert has started, um, uh, people, uh, the, the, the end of life is 2020, first of all. So we got one year, we're in 2019 right now, we got one year to go. In 2020, uh, Magento will stop supporting Magento One product. They developed uh, and invested a lot of time and effort um, to develop their Magento 2, and that's the only thing that they promote, that the only platform. They got uh, Magento Marketplace now. It's like an app store where they put all the extensions developed for Magento 2. And one, they don't want to see no more. They will stop supporting it. It's problematic. It's buggy. Um, they will stop supporting it, uh, issuing security um, patches and updates, which opens up the whole world of potential vulnerabilities, hackers uh, stealing your customer data, messing up your website, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, uh, Tom, to answer your question about the why people get stuck on M1, on Magento 1 and older PHPs, is because we see a lot of medium and large companies um, invest hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for the, the largest examples um, of dollars on their website, and, um, and it works um, with the version of PHP that they have and with the setup that they have. And because the sites are so complex, if they change one little thing, like a PHP version, 10 other things will stop working. It's a domino effect. It's like uh, Jenga. The big giant Jenga with uh, 50,000 pieces. 
you put one piece or change the size of it to position slightly and the whole thing collapses and that's what we see all the time so they come to us uh, a lot of smarter guys come to us um and say look it's time we, we know about the uh, the end of day 2020 we want to update now and we tell them it's going to take them two months um uh, to do it because uh a lot of the third-party extensions that they use for shipping, for discounts, for emailing, for marketing, for product categories, for updating the uh, the database, uh, the checkout flow, um, half of this stuff uh, is not working on Magenta 2. And we have to either recode it or repackage it for, for M2 or find um, uh, other extensions that do work. What's your experience, uh, Tom, with, uh, with such uh, uh, moves? Uh, from one, one to M two, what are you what are you facing as the biggest uh, difficulty and timelines as well on your end? So the biggest difficulty is uh, you know we proactively reach out to all of our clients on a monthly basis, and we're always making sure to let them know, hey, listen, guys, this patch came out, or you know this 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 is important, or you should do this or that. And the hardest thing is sometimes to make sure we're on the same timeline as as the company is on. Now, on the other side of things, we do work with some amazing companies that are on the ball, and what they'll do is they have a process for production where they, you know, do, they do development uh, in dev, then they push to, uh, to staging, they go, th go through UAT, then they push to production, and then they also have on the side uh, something for Magento 2 as well. So they prioritize their time to also work on the future and also the, the, the site that's live right now. So I like that, but to get everybody to do that and make sure they follow these um, these timelines that are really important, that, that could be a challenge because we're, we're talking to a business. They have, there are politics in place, um, money, <laughs> money is obviously a big deal. So I think those are the biggest challenges. But I actually have one question um, that has to do with this. Now they can, security is a big deal, right? And we get a lot of calls about security. So it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. So there is a patch right now uh, for PHP 7.2 and Magento 1. So fill us in a little bit on why people aren't actively working on that. Oh, easy. There's a patch for PHP 7, uh, right? The, some people, as you know, because you do a lot of migrations on your end as well, they get stuck uh -huh. on PHP 5, PHP 6. And so the, all the new patches are coming for the latest, um, assuming that you have upgraded already to PHP 7. But a lot of the databases and extensions that they have for M1 um, working with a specific version of PHP, when you change it, that all collapses. So they cannot apply this patch even if they want to because they have to upgrade the PHP first in order to apply this patch. So that opens up uh, the whole world of um, uh, fraud and, 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 and theft and uh, security issues. So... Uh, it costs about to migrate from our perspective, it could cost two months, 50, 60 grand uh, for a medium sized site from M1 to M2. Uh, what is the cost of your, of, of your client data being stolen? You know, you got uh, uh, 20,000 customers, 30,000 customers uh, or, or chargebacks that you have and your payment process is shutting you down later on because of uh, you've got 20, 25% chargebacks uh, from months to months when the uh, norm is uh, 
below 1% <laughs> for yeah. many well, industries. And, and what's the damage to your brand, to your reputation, to your customer list when, uh, when you have a breach or some sort of issue? Absolutely. And, you know, you, we're, right now we're maybe looking at one timeline for moving from M1 to M2, but uh, what do you guys think that this is going to look like for the folks that still hold out and wait until 2020? Basically say, yeah, I'm going to keep driving my old car. It's getting me to, you know, to and from. And, um, you know, I, I don't want a new car payment yet, <laughs> which is respectable. But what do you think it's going to look like, um, you know, come 2020 with that, uh, that end of life really looming? Robert, be, I think it's an, go ahead, Tom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, what I wanted to say was uh, just real quick. Um, it, it can get messy, but for those who are going to ride ride this out, they need to take care of their environment and and lock it down. Lock it down. You'd be surprised as to how many people uh, will fill out a form on our site. I'll go and take a look at it, and their far folder is open, or their admin panel is just right there, and no two FA. Um, least privilege access people, um, you know, lock things down. So if you're going to continue uh, down this path and, and kind of ride this out until 2020, make sure you talk to a pro to hide everything so that you don't get hacked. Because what you don't realize is you might be a, uh, a business, like you might sell a pet food, for example, right? Well, you don't think that your competitors are fierce, that they're going to go out there and try to like hijack your site. And, and that might be true, but what you, some people, some companies don't understand is there is automation in place to find you. They don't care that you sell pet food. They don't care at all. They don't even care who you are. They just want to find that admin panel. They want to get in. They want to get to your files and suck out your information. So it's all automated. So I'd, I'd like to just say, make sure to lock everything down and find professional help to do that. Yeah, that's really points. well said, Tom. Um, Alex, I'll, uh, I'll let you go, but um, um, one thing that we uh, had discussed that um, when everybody waits till the end, you know, the developers might be too busy, you know, and, and mm -hmm. you're going to get a big flood yeah. of people in panics. Um, I know that, <laughs> Robert, you used the car analogy, and I'm, due, I'm overdue for, for an oil change myself. And uh, it's kind of like I can't keep driving on the car until I get that oil change, you know, and uh, I'm kind of feeling the pressure right now. So, um, um, Alex, uh, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, well, I see we're already working. 2019, 2019 is busy, busy, busy uh, for us. We are hiring additional developers to cover the uh, um, anticipated uh, rush. Uh, so we anticipate a lot of people wait until the last minute <laughs> of 2019. And then uh, when they get the final notice from Magento that they don't support um, Magento one anymore, then you will see a rush of it. Don't wait until then because everybody will be busy. I'm not talking about Collins Harbor specifically or jet rails uh, for that matter, but everybody because you, normally people procrastinate. Um, smart, what smart people do is they get in early because it is, um, it takes two, three months to do that migration. It's not as simple as move from one server to another. You need to recode a few things and find new extensions and uh, reconfirm the flow from Magento 1 to Magento 2. So it takes two, three months to do it. Um, on a medium-sized site for large enterprise level, it takes a little bit longer. Uh, so don't wait because uh, not only because it will take two, three months, but also because everybody in the industry at the end of 2019 will be swamped with uh, 
with work and uh, that could also alter the price as well you know demand and supply uh, so therefore don't open up yourself to vulnerabilities if you don't want to be known as uh, Ashley Madison <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, for, for the Collins Harper team now an, another question I have uh, as far as performance so you guys deal with some larger clients what are what are the discussions like when it comes to you know the speed of my website? Is that a common discussion that uh, that you're having with them? Oh, big time, big time. Um, so for example, we got a uh, very good client, Image Three D. Uh, we got a couple of others that we uh, helped migrate to to JetRails. Why? Because of scalability, especially um, during the high season. Uh, Image3D, for example, is the company that provides that is more seasonal in terms of their sales. They're around the holidays and Christmas time, and uh, their sales uh, uh, go to tenfold in 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 the holiday season. Uh, so they needed scalability. They needed multiple servers um, in order to manage uh, that flood of orders and work and their site is quite complex so what we do we send business to jet rails just because of your support infrastructure and scalability and you said uh, thomas that uh, you respond and i've seen it firsthand within 15 20 minutes not just with yes we received your message but hi we received your message this is the fix (laughs) so you actually respond with some actionable actionable items and you get most of the time things done that's why i feel comfortable just dealing with you guys uh, because you get get the job done the you know server is a server is a server it's a uh, it's a big box sometimes smaller box uh, so there's no difference between them what differentiates one company from another is support you get so you go to one company, you send them a question and you wait three days to respond and your site is down for three days and you're losing $10,000 in the meantime. You know, you guys get, get things, get things done. We appreciate that. And you know what? Uh, I I didn't want there to be any kind of, uh, I wanted this to be really conversational and uh, we appreciate the plug, but the, we don't want this to be like a presentation on sales. But I want to emphasize facts only, no sales, (laughs) (laughs) factual data. But we we do appreciate it. Um, And you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on was the performance side of things. So there are many different conversations that are had out there, and how how do I say this? There's there's clients that talk about different technologies like varnish, full page cache. Do we have to be on AWS, like this magical thing, which it's AWS is awesome, right? But uh, what about those who might not necessarily, maybe they, they can't afford AWS at the moment because that does tend to get pricey if you're utilizing their services properly. So what happens with clients that are on bare metal machines and it's um, October and November is coming, or actually right now, let's talk about now, Valentine's Day is coming. So we've got clients that are on bare metal machines and they're selling flowers. So what do they do when they when they start to promote and there's a whole flood of traffic that's about to come? Well, scalability, as you mentioned, by adding you know what we call booster servers, we can add one, two, three, four, four servers to someone's environment without any maintenance to be able to handle that flood of traffic, keep costs down, and then when that's all over with, remove that, those extra systems that were put in there. So that's one way of doing it. 
And that's kind of, that kind of touches on, uh, on image 3D, as you mentioned earlier, because they went through, uh, through a similar process. But what about the clients that aren't aware of that? Like, there needs to be a little bit of uh, education. Um, we, we need to teach the people who are out there searching that AWS is not, also, not always the, the best choice for their installation because that's a topic that's uh, that's coming to me time and time again hey i want to be on aws and i asked them one question like well tell me why and the answer guess what the answer is guys what do you think the answer is uh cheap scalability costs yeah because it's cheap and it's this magical thing we're just going to put our set in and it's going to work <laughs> and you know what yeah, that's not the case because you can, is AWS cheap? Yeah, it is. If you go and get it like an EC2 or whatever, you, you put it right there, it's not, it's not going to help the site, right? You need to have Aurora RDS. You need to have, you know, I mean, there's, I'm not going to get technical, but you need to build it out in the right way. And typically the right way is about three times more costly than a dedicated machine. But why? Like, do, does the business have, predictable traffic spikes or is it unpredictable and then when i ask that question their response is well yeah it's actually very predictable and after looking at the google analytics we'll see that those spikes that they they have that they think are astronomical they're actually big they generate a lot of revenue but those spikes aren't big enough to justify the auto scaling because you can take another bare metal machine add it to their platform just temporarily to handle that and then remove it. So why spend all that extra money on AWS? And once they get educated on that, and they understand that, yes, it is a shiny, awesome object, but is it necessary? Well, no, I don't have to spend three times the, the amount that I'm spending now for that one moment. So I just wanted to mention that it's, it's about educating everybody. And yes, AWS is awesome, but it takes the right, it's for the right client. Well said. And, you know, we've talked a, a little bit about security, uh, you know, for M1 users, um, you know, two-factor authentication came up. Uh, any thoughts on CDN technology and, and using a, a WAF, using a, a you know, firewalling tech, uh, you know, coming, um, you know, right through uh, your CDN or, or third-party provider to give you that extra layer of security while you're still um, in M1 or M2? I think is that that's meant for me, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> this is a this is a big topic, and I'll just say it like this: whatever you're doing, protect your installation first and foremost. So don't let the world know where the origin is. Protect that IP. So um, a great uh, service is Cloudflare, right? You point your DNS, goes right to Cloudflare. No one knows where you are. No one knows how to get into get to your system, and they'll actually you can challenge different countries, right? So let's say uh, the, the common one, right? <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers at any particular countries, but there are countries overseas that tend to attack the United States of America digitally. No joke. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what what do you do? So, do you have your um, your web host? block IPs like you know as they come that's inefficient right your your system's already getting pounded so why not hit it hit it off at the pass why not just press a button let's say um okay let's say you you sell 
uh, shoes and you only sell shoes in the United States of America, Canada, and maybe a little bit of Mexico, do you really need your website to be visible and accessible in uh, Africa? You don't, but if you know that the, all the attacks stem from, they, they start in Africa, block out the whole country. So that's where um, a partner like Cloudflare, which we're, we're heavily involved with, uh, Cloudflare can, can do that. And that's just one, uh, one aspect of it. And uh, I definitely want to make sure that we touch on uh, your hosting as you go from Magento 1 to 2, because we've seen folks try to launch their, their M2 sites <laughs> in their existing M1 hosting accounts, yeah. just thinking Magento's Magento. And as we've heard, uh, you know, one of the bigger tripping points, uh, you know, for the migration is that it's, it's really, uh, it's a rebuild. You're going from one platform to another. They both have, you know, the Magento logo on them, but they're distinctive platforms. No, it's like Dawson Windows. I'm telling you, it's so much different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different product altogether. Well, and you know, it, it gets sometimes even, uh, you know, really precise because for instance, if you're on Magento 2.1, you need to be in a PHP 7.0 environment. If you're on Magento 2.2, it's PHP 7.1. Magento 2.3, PHP 7.2. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting. Have you, uh, Alex, seen folks have any launch issues trying to get through, um, you know, some of the uh, the M2 optimization of their hosting? Yeah, every single time. Uh, they, as uh, Thomas has alluded, that sometimes they try to launch the M2 issue with the exact uh, uh, same configuration <laughs> on their hosting provider. And Thomas is laughing because he's seen it probably more than once. Uh, we too, as we migrate. So with the uh, migration from M1 to M2, it's a different platform altogether. Again, there's they slapped a Magento platform on it, uh, but it's like, you know, a BMW, um, brand produces motorcycles, cars, and SUVs. So it's like motorcycle versus your your sports car. So it's it's different. It's different. Two wheels, four wheels. So you gotta you gotta adapt the um, hosting environment um, as well. And Tom, can you uh, tell everybody us here in the audience who's listening in uh, what are the the challenges and requirements on M two? that are not evident on M1 and why people should actually move or configure their hosting uh, when they switch the site as well, not just run it on the same, on the same server as before. Give us some insight on this. Yeah, so I, I, can, I can get into several different aspects of this, but I think it all boils down to one thing that's the most important thing. And that is there has to be synergy, the partnership and the communication between the, the agency that's um, creating and the host and also the client, all three of those, it's like this trifecta. If they're not all in line and in tune with each other, a hundred percent. And I mean a hundred percent because there are things in the industry that I see all the time, like, Hey, um, you know, the client's going, you know, I sent them this support ticket. Uh, I sent it to my hosting company and their answer was bad or, Hey, you know, I've got this issue with my developer and, you know, uh, I don't know what to do. Like, do I switch developers? Well, no, hold on a second. Are they all talking to each other? And the, the question, the answer I always get is, well, no, let me give you an example. And again, I'm not going to name any names, but I had a, a prospect, a potential prospect that we could potentially work with. 
call me up while I was on vacation. And what did they say to me? They're like, man, I got this issue with my hosting. The, the website keeps going down. I don't know what to do. Um, can you get me migrated right away? And, and I'm going, okay, let me just look at this real quick. And boom, 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 I get in there. I start seeing some of the error codes. And the errors that I'm seeing are actually not caused by the host, even though the messaging that's displayed, you know, it says issue resolving host or whatever the, the case may be. It was actually not that at all. It was an issue they had with their configuration with their CDN. So what I said was, look, rather than putting you through the ringer and having to do this entire migration of flipping platforms, you've got, they had a big sale that they were running that week. I said, let me give your, your hosting provider a quick call. Let's get you on the line with us together. Let me just share with them what I found. Let's walk this out. Let's walk through this. And you can continue to generate revenue. Now, if they're not able, if they're not capable of fixing that for you at that point in time, we can talk a little bit further, but let's not complicate this. Let's fix the problem right now so you can, you can take care of customers. So we did that. We got them in touch. And, and you know how it goes. I'll tell you like this. When you call up your competitor and you say, hey, Mr. Competitor, this client needs some help. Can you help them? Guess what they do? Right away. They're on it. They're helping them. They're trying to make things right, and they did, and they did. And where am I going with this? Uh, what are the? You asked me a very direct question earlier. What, what do we? What do I see? What do you do? Um, communicate. Communicate with the agency. Make sure that there's a, a one client area, so to say, where everybody can communicate together, and so it's all transparent. Because we're here to all help each other. What's missing right now, out there in 2019? people everybody's got technology you've got aws you got servers you got the internet you've got the wires to connect you got wireless to connect you got progressive web apps you got all sorts of varnish fpcs you got all these different technologies here's a company specializing in this here's a company specializing in that how do you cut through the clutter you cut through the clutter by connecting the three professionals together that know what they're doing and then you create the solution because as we all know, each Magento installation is unique. What, what's going to work for one isn't going to work for the other. You can't take a generic hosting solution and throw a, even if it's a Magento-specific solution, you can't just take a site and throw it in and expect it to work. Because what's going to happen, at, at, well, I see it time and time again, the agency is pointing fingers at, at the, uh, the hosting provider, and the hosting provider is going, no, you got to fix this to be compatible with us. And I see this all the time. There's no need for that. We're in 2019. Let's work together and, and create that, that solution that's, that works for that client. So without getting too technical, that's what I wanted to resonate with our audience. You got you to have a team, no matter if you're with Nexus, Mage Mojo, whether you're with Collins Harp or whatever, whoever you're, you're working with on the agency or hosting side, get that trifecta going. Well, and, and you have to take advantage of the knowledge that's out there on the market. So, you know, when you go from Magento 1 to Magento 2, you have options. Like if you're a bigger enterprise, you might leverage some database sharding and separate out your, your checkout, uh, your, your order and, and your, you know, general database items. But for most users, that's not going to make sense. That's just going to be excessive. Um, so you've got new bells and whistles. You've got things that uh, that are going to help your your organization. You know, with, with M2, you can be, you know, pushing updates through Composer. Um, you know, there are going to be uh, you know new things that uh, 
that you can take advantage of. And, you know, for instance, M2 is, is built to work with varnish for caching. So you might want to change up the caching system that you've historically used, switch over to, to varnish, that there are ways of making that, um, you know, easier and faster for you. Uh, so from my perspective, it's really all about, you know, at this point, M2 has been out for years, um, taking advantage of what we do know, what we do have uh, as a community, um, as an ecosystem and, uh, you know, building from there up. And, you know, I'd say we're coming up on time. So um, any parting thoughts from the group? Don't wait, guys. So for anybody who's done in one, seriously, don't wait till 2019 because very few people will be able to help you then. <laughs> help yourself now. Get yourself in right now because uh, there will be a few weeks of estimation, a couple of months of work. So budget it in. Um, right now, don't wait until Magento cuts you off with all the uh, and leaving you vulnerable because your brand and everything you've been working on to build your brand, your store, will be exposed to the four cardinal winds of change. <laughs> don't, don't leave yourself well exposed. <laughs> well said. Uh, you know, what I wanted to just quickly drop in there, um, for those watching, whether you are uh, an executive, whether you are an agency, whether you are you know, a marketing person with, uh, with your company, uh, it doesn't matter uh, what your role is. If everybody has their own point of view as to what the next steps should be. And I think with the experience here, we've got, if you add up all of our experience, I'm not even going to count how many years it is, but you've got a lot of experience here. Um, I invite anybody for a conversation to just, just hash things out and bounce some ideas off of us, whether they're environmental, whether they're just related to having a second look at uh, site design and code, whether you just need a little bit of assistance with anything. Um, I would say reach out to us. We all, we all work together as a team. Um, I'm not going to charge anything to, to chat uh, with somebody. Uh, I'm not going to sell anything. If they just want to talk, you know, I'll be happy to share my experience cause, experiences because I'm sure um, Simon, I'm sure Alex, you guys have had, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. A lot of people haven't. Think about it. We do this every single day, day in and day out. So we've got stories to share. But for that, that marketing manager that just got brought in, brought in and they're working on, their, their responsibility is to help crank in, the, um, crank in the web visitors. Maybe they don't know what's about to happen. Uh, maybe they have a lot of pressure from their boss. Give us a call. Let's let's chat. Let's prepare you for what you're about to experience, so that you, we can actually make you guys rock stars. So I, I won't charge anything for it. I just uh, open invitation for anybody who's watching this video. Call us up. We'll we'll, uh, we'll be happy to guide you in the right direction. Yeah, Tom has a point. You don't have to be technical to talk to us. Uh, we talk uh, <laughs> English and a bunch of other languages. <laughs> we speak merchant. <laughs> we speak merchant, Excellent. right on. Yeah, well said. Yeah. yeah, so. Awesome. Well, if you found this video to be helpful, you know, we certainly appreciate if you want to, you know, share it, like it, uh, follow us on social media, join our newsletters. Uh, we'll be sure to share some helpful links in the comments uh, below the video. So uh, feel free to take advantage of, of any of those other helpful tidbits and, and you know, freebies and such that uh, 
we can share with you. And uh, you know, we look forward to uh, joining you for another video soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.